0: Camp. Well I I would say it it needs to have it now. And the reason well, I say yeah. that is because uh, he's gonna be playing next to someone that's mm-hmm. never started a game. I guess the Connor Near kid from Fair State technically could win that job. I you know, I don't I, I don't know how they're gonna factor him into the, the race at Mike Backer. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, but I mean, he, he'll he'll be some type of factor, um, but whether it's Kobe McKenzie or Kanick, or even if it is the Connor near kid, if he wins the job, you're, it, it, he's, you know, he hadn't practiced in it yet. So that's what scares me is just the, the knowledge level at the backer spot for what, what this defense is. And we're we're incredibly thin. And outside of Stutzman, nobody has played snaps in significant, like meaningful snaps in this system. So yeah. that's the thing that worries me about inside backer.
1: I said we get to it at five, let's do it now. What is the most iconic photo, in your opinion, in OU history, other than the Batman picture of Josh hypel ten years ago at the Halloween oh. practice? Outside of that.
0: Oh man!
1: I've got because a that's it. Obviously, favorite. obviously, that one's it. But what, what, what? Other than that,
0: my personal favorite is it used to be. Whenever I was uh, up there, it was in the hallway leading to the team meeting room. It was Joe Washington hurdling the player. Um, oh yeah! I don't know. I don't know who it was. Was it Missouri, or was it Colorado? One the, I think the team was was black or white. Whoever it was, but he's hurtling that player. Uh, to me, that's that's my that's my go to for iconic picture. Uh, I think Roy uh, obviously is there, and the, another one that I liked. It's it's just so recognizable. The one of Boz, where he's standing in the tunnel, about to come out, uh, no helmet on, he's just standing there waiting. It's like just kind of like a profile from the side picture. Yeah, that's one that I always think about. It's not really an action shot, so I don't know that I would say it's the most iconic. But whenever you see that, like when you think iconic, like when a lot of people here at Oklahoma, they think Boz. And when you see Boz, you know like you know instantly who you're looking at. So that's why I would so, say it qualifies as iconic.
1: I'm gonna go down eras in terms of what like what immediately comes to mind. So Dude, you
0: could have Swiss- told me to do that too.
1: No, I couldn't have. I don't really think I could have oh, actually. Um, Switzer era, I'm going with it looks like you're five yards behind Uwe von Schaman. As he's kicking the game winning field goal at the shoe. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah, two yeah. Ohio State defenders look like they're about to block the kick. But, well, we know that they don't block that kick, and he makes it. Um, Stoops era, man, I think it has to be the Superman play where yeah. Roy Williams is on Chris Sims' back and you see the ball that's loose there. Like, at least to me, that's the most iconic photo of the Stoops era, maybe in uh, OU history. Um, Post Stoops era, I think it's got to be Baker planting the flag at Ohio State. I know I didn't cover every era there, but I at least covered the past three. Well, I covered Stoop, Switzer, and uh, the guy after Bob, but those those three are pretty strong.
0: Those are pretty good. All of those are, are pretty good. Um, I'll tell you another one that's pretty good. Um, the one of Woolfolk where the ball's – In the air after it's hit off his leg, and he's eyeing it. Corso's in the background. The whole crowd is, like, on their feet. That's a pretty good one, too.
1: Yeah. Um, This is a great photo. It's also very depressing. So there's a pile for the football with the referee looking in the pile. (laughs) <laughs> and you, you remember the photo of Alan Patrick just standing there oh, holding yeah. the football up while the, the referee, like the, the side judge, is in the middle of the pile, and Patrick's just holding it up like, yeah, I got the football here. Like, I it, it, I don't know if it's iconic, but it's like kind of like, oh, my gosh, how did they get that one wrong? Seriously? Uh, let, let me read some of these on the text line. Sam Bradford upside down against Oklahoma State. That's a good one. Pretty good. I think most of these, like – you can hear, like, which one they're referring to and automatically picture it in your mind, which is pretty cool, which makes him iconic, honestly. Peyton says yep. one of my favorites is Switzer crouched down, smoking a cig on the sideline. Yep. Yes. Well, when you
0: said Switzer era, I I, I instantly thought that you were going to say something with Coach Switzer, and the uh, the Beat Texas hat's pretty good. Like, that's pretty yeah. iconic. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Scott Hill hitting Tony Dorsett, That's That's a good one. Uh, five eight zero. Derek Straight standing over Texas. Roy Williams is my favorite.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Sterling um, in Tennessee
1: leaping towards oh, the pylon is awesome. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That w- that one is incredible. Yeah, that's one I of do, my favorites the, right there.
1: I do think, man, that's I like when I think of the best photo. The moment has to be instantly recognizable. It had to be a big game. It has to be a great photo, too, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when I when I look at all those factors, I do think the most iconic photo is the Superman play. Just because you know exactly what happened next. There's perfect photos, like, right at the right time for that. Um, the story behind that play, every, I, I think that's the most iconic photo in school history. When-
0: yeah, I think it uh, it probably goes in phases. Like right now, all ages know exactly that play, that game, everything about it. But I'm sure that there is a time period where, like, like if you show that the Von Shaman kick, there's probably some young Sooner fans that like. You tell them like you may have. There may have to be a little bit of reminding as to what exactly it is, and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard about that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like there was a time when everybody would have known that exact play. You know, so you kind of go through some of those phases, and from that the Superman play is still in the phase right now where everyone, all
1: ages, knows it. Extremely underrated is the photo that's attached to the question on Twitter, where Billy Sims is running it and Bob Stoops, and you can see like on Bob Stoops' eyes, like it's it's very like oh, yeah. how he was reacting in that. Like it's the perfect photo, you know, just just kind of you know in that time frame, you had no idea how iconic that was going to be. But it's not the most iconic, but it's like one of the more. Oh, that's really cool that someone just randomly captured that. It's awesome.
0: You know what. I wonder who the first person that, like, recognized who that was or knew it. Whenever Coach Stoops took the job here, well, they, is it they something they that had somebody gym. already knew, like knew, like whoever took the picture or had prints of it already knew who that player was, mm. or if it, you know, came to them later. I, I don't know, but that's uh, that's pretty cool.
1: For sure, we've got a lot of really good, uh, a lot of really good submissions. Then we have Sean. <laughs> sending a photo of last year's OU-Texas game of Davis Bevel getting sacked. So that's oh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point I, we're at now. For but, the
0: moment, I would say that qualifies as iconic.
1: I love this one. This is very underrated. Marshall in Woodall, Texas. CD, the picture of CD from the, what would that be, the 2019 OU-Texas game, the still photo where there's five Texas defenders around him, and you know that he ends <laughs> up scoring a touchdown on that play.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Now the one unfortunately it was an incomplete pass. It was out of bounds. I don't even remember who it was against, but the picture of CD like doing the Jordan post yeah. catching that ball going out of bounds UCLA. Like, had that Yeah, had that been in a big moment and his foot came down in bounds, that would be one for the ages.
1: KW in the 918, most iconic photo, Mule Shoe getting on the plane, taking the Stroud kid with him would be my most iconic moment. 850, uh, how did you guys not mention Baker's jersey getting brought into the coin toss? Yes, that's true. Oh, man. So, Orlando yeah. Brown honoring him when Baker, we thought he passed away in the locker room or something. Uh, the DJ Graham, ooh, here's a good one. The DJ Graham interception yeah. will go down as iconic, especially when Fox and ESPN both use it constantly in their NCAA videos.
0: Well, yeah, that one is great. It's, it's a video, but you can kind of screen grab it. And another one that's a video, and I, don't, I haven't seen, like the screen grab from the pylon of Mims reaching for the pylon in the OU Texas game on that, that deep ball. That one is awesome, but again, it's a screen grab, so that's a little bit different because you're taking it off of a video. Um, but both of those are really good. Now, I've got one I got to ask you about, and it's okay, I guess this right. is a, a screen grab too. What about the one, the seventy-seven zero, where it's got the coach standing there and it's got the score <laughs> Frenchyoni, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 that's good. That looks pretty iconic. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I saw a cool one on Facebook. It's not necessarily memorable, but it's like you see the back of Brandon Everage's jersey, and he's running mm. up the tunnel after the 65-13 beatdown. He's got his helmet in his left hand, and he's got the golden hat on as, yeah. he, as he runs up the tunnel. That one's pretty cool. And Those people know the, what I'm talking he, about.
0: But. Is he pointing to the crowd, too? I, yeah, that's a that's definitely a good one.
1: Keith Jackson on the really end around 85 Nebraska is another good one. Yeah, there's a picking
0: lot up and putting lot lot of down. iconic that's right. photos. Got that chest yeah. puffed
1: out. Hey, I'll tell you um, who had an iconic photo last year is Drake Stoops, and it's actually yes. in the Kref Studios now, where he Marked dives the in the guy. what Kent State game. Yeah, and he scores the touchdown, and he's got the shoe off that was there, dude. That was big time. Awesome, awesome photo. Yeah, that's a. He tweeted really that cool out. One.
0: Yeah, Very cool. Hmm. All right. We're late for a timeout. Let's hit a quick break. Keep sending in your uh, suggestions for the most iconic picture. Uh, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back.
1: Final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas. Teddy Lehman, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knippelmeier Chevrolet text line. Let me uh, read off a few more of these on the text line before we move on. Um, someone sent a photo. It's immediately after Texas scores a touchdown to go twenty eight seven, and their fans celebrating with Texas twenty eight OU seven. And then we know what happens after that. Oh yeah. Uh, someone someone else says K State block punt two thousand. I didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> Let it be known yes. that I didn't text that in. I've actually never seen a photo of that one, so that's not iconic to me, though I wish it was. No reason to see it. It's 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 bad. Two more. Uh Quentin Griffin running in the end zone of the two thousand championship game. I feel like that yeah. was the cover of uh Sports Illustrated after they won it all. And then of course Samaj Pirine taking a knee against Oklahoma State when oh, what, twenty sixteen, yeah. I guess.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a good one for P Ryan, the, the empty stadium. When he, uh, had the single game rushing record against Kansas, <laughs> that way you could have it as evidence that no, you were not there. Look.
1: Yeah. 20,000 were actually in attendance. 220,000 say that they, uh, <laughs> witnessed that witnessed that game. It's what we always say. Um, dude, Mike Steely, he, um, He fired some people up earlier this afternoon talking about where he thinks OU ranks in terms of uh, stadium environments heading into the SEC. He has OU behind Tennessee. He has OU behind Florida, behind Georgia, behind Alabama, behind LSU, behind Texas A&M, and behind Ole Miss. Now there's a few of those like, okay, like LSU I'm fine with. Tennessee, I'm even fine with. I think a lot of people took exception to Mike having OU ranked below Texas A&M in terms of stadium environments.
0: Well, I don't know about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My experience playing there was um, – it was incredible because I think we were number one in the country both times I played there. Yep. Yep. Um, Uh, So whenever you're number one and you're coming into town, people are are amped up. So it was great. And like the games that I see on TV, I I don't watch Texas A&M playing like nobody's. The only time I ever happen to watch any of their games is if it happens to be a big, you know, national game. Uh, And those environments are always good. So it's hard. I can't really. I don't know. And, and that's the thing is you got to remember see last year I can't remember who it was LSU was playing someone uh and I don't know if it was an 11 a.m kick it was definitely a, at least a day game and they showed a crowd shot and that place was maybe half full it's probably that Tennessee that game.
1: game at 11 a.m because they played Tennessee early on. And that's why you probably remember it. You're like, they play Tennessee, and it looks like this. Yeah,
0: place was empty, man. So, I, what I'm saying is, we're we're all kind of skewed on what we think of these places in in stadium atmosphere because, like Alabama, we're typically watching whenever they're playing someone big, or um, LSU, we're typically watching a big night game, right? That's the prime time game of the week. We're not watching LSU against Louisiana Tech to see what their in-game atmosphere is like. So I think we're I think everything is probably skewed to where it feels like they're all way better than what they actually are.
1: Yeah, because I think when an OU fan thinks of a And M, they think of the really they think of the two thousand game is what they remember when they were trying to break right. the uh, break the record. And I, I can't remember if they actually did that day or not, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like let's let's. Like, if you want to evaluate A&M off that, that's fine. But I think you've got to evaluate OU when they have a similar game like that, which is what, Nebraska right. in 2000? And I know that that was, you know, over 20 years ago. But, like, you just – I don't know. How we measure these things I think is a little off. It's not always apples to apples, you know. Like, I, I think right. we got to wait and see just exactly where OU ranks until, what, Alabama comes in here in 2024.
0: Now I know that the, I know the circumstances were different, but I saw our atmosphere whenever we hosted Tennessee, and I saw their atmosphere whenever they hosted us. And buddy, let me tell you something, it wasn't close, but yeah, the circumstances were very different. different.
1: Like yeah, when different. we
0: host Tennessee in '24, if we're both in a good place, like I expect that. That game to be, uh, that game to be pretty crazy. But here's the other thing: it's like I can't really comment on LSU or Florida or Georgia um, or Ole Miss. I've never been to those places. I've been to Bama um, again. I think we were number one in the country coming to town, so it was crazy. So I know that that place is good. I know that A and M is good whenever it's rolling. Um, I know that Tennessee's good. I've been there for a game. But the other ones, I've never been there.
1: Tell me how you think about this, okay? And I know that you just said what you said about you don't know about these places, so maybe it's difficult to answer. But does it really matter where you go if you're a really good team? Like, if OU's really good on the road, and maybe LSU is ranked higher than Tennessee in most people's list, but is there – that really is there much of a difference LSU at its best and Tennessee at its best and Florida at its best than Alabama at its best? You know what I mean? Is is everyone at their uh, best? All for the most part, kind of in the same category, at least at the top, or no, not so much.
0: I don't know, man. I've because what I saw from Tennessee, like Tennessee last
1: year, what I saw from Tennessee last year, it looked awesome but most people would tell me that LSU is the best home field environment in college football, but what Tennessee had last year, that looked about as impressive as anything I've seen at LSU. And granted, I haven't felt that. So maybe I'm completely wrong on this. I just, I feel like everyone's best could be right around the same area.
0: Well, yes. Mm -hmm. I think LSU's is just more hostile. Um, Tennessee I don't know, dude. I've never seen anything. I, like, I've seen. Look
1: pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: I've seen, oh, like, OU at its best cannot compete with what I saw, what I witnessed at Tennessee.
1: I would agree with that, uh,
0: yeah. Number one, because there's about 25,000 more people there. Um, like, just the layout. We have a beautiful stadium, and I love everything about it. But, like, because of the layout, like, like, the sound system, they have a, like a bunch of room behind their their benches, so they've got like these massive speaker boxes that are like the size of a you know a four door four wheel drive pickup truck, and there's four of them. There's two on each side, and it's just like huge speakers that send bass all the way through the stadium. I, we don't have the ability to do some of the things that they can do.
1: Yeah, so that was their two thousand. Like, uh, that was their two thousand Nebraska game, is what that was. Like I know they didn't win the championship, but that was like their biggest win that they've had in a long time over an arch rival they that, that they hadn't beaten like that in a while. Up. All that. Yeah, yeah, they got
0: that pent up, sleeping giant. But OU giant. was seventy
1: five thousand, I think, in two thousand, and yeah, Tennessee's over a hundred thousand, like twenty over twenty five thousand yeah. more fans.
0: Yeah, so like there's there's some things that I, I even at our best we're going to be you know Alabama's over 100k LSU's over 100k Tennessee's over 100k so like when they've got you by 20,000 people it's hard to you know it's kind of a trump card <laughs> you know like even at yeah. your best like 20,000 more people can create some crazy uh
1: sound and in atmosphere I will disagree with Mike on Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is way more known for what happens outside the stadium than what happens inside the stadium. And right. if we really, like, value crowd size, like, Ole Miss is like 60-something thousand. It's like the, just north of 60,000, I think. So OU yeah. even has a ton, like, you know, 25,000 more seats than Ole Miss does. So I would say that definitely OU at its best is better than Ole Miss. a and think I think that's a, that's a pretty – that's a pretty good comp. I mean, that one's probably pretty close. Um, but LSU A&M and Tennessee at its best
0: is, is, yeah. is pretty pretty wild. Florida at
1: its best is really good. There's some up there that'd be tough to top.
0: Yeah, but we, we, I mean, it's 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 been hard over the last you know 15 years to to get our our crowd in a frenzy just because like. We've just been kind of lulled to sleep, man, and not because of our own doing, really just because of the landscape of the Big 12. And it's, it's, usually, it's less about what type of team you are and more about what type of team you're playing at home, you know. Like that's usually what generates the, the atmosphere. So, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Tyler's there at Sooner Station. I'm hanging out at Westwood.
1: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. I'm at Sooner Station today. One-bedroom, two-bedroom floor plans. Several one-bedroom, several two-bedroom floor plans check them out soonerstation.com spirited senior living community right here in norman 2803 24th avenue northwest again soonerstation.com or 405-454-8629 that's 405-454-8629 let me uh read a few texts here drew from flower mound says interested to see what r mason thomas does hopefully he can have a breakout year you view R. Mason yeah. Thomas with a chance to start? Is he a rotational player? What's uh, what's that look like?
0: Yes, he's got a chance mm-hmm. to start. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a chance. It, it's just hard to say. The room is so full right now. Um, R. Mason Thomas, Bothroyd, uh, Trace Ford, mm-hmm. uh, the young kid. Why am I drawing a blank? From Kansas City. Oh, me PJ Adabare. Yeah, Adabare. Um, you know, I I haven't even mentioned the two starters from last year are back. Ethan Downs and Ray Grimes. Grimes. So, it's hard to say honestly. I I just I don't know who's going to start there. I well, I think Bothroyd's going to start. He seemed to be the guy in the spring that was um, was pretty locked into one with the run or running with the ones at all times. Now, Ethan Downs seemed to be going through some injury stuff throughout spring. Um, you know, maybe that changes whenever he's hundred percent healthy. I just don't know, man. It's I, I think he's gonna be a guy that gets heavy rotation, but I could say that about every single one of these players. I just I don't know what the rotation is going to look like.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, 405, I went to Bama at Ole Miss this year. Tailgating is not close. The Grove is unbelievable. But in the stadium isn't close either. The Palace is louder and more energetic. And, the, yeah, that's kind of what I have understood is tailgating is awesome, but in stadium at Ole Miss, eh, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Not super intimidating. What
0: was the, what, Do you remember that game, by the way? Was it a close game?
1: Bama at Ole Miss last year. feels like Bama played a close game every single week. Yeah, um, like, I don't if remember. If you're playing
0: Alabama at home and it's a good game, how in the hell could it ever be sleepy?
1: Yeah, I, I, Bama obviously won that game because they only lost to Tennessee and LSU last year, but I don't remember exactly what happened in that one. Jim and Arlington, Tyler, part of the problem with lame crowds at Norman is you only have one rivalry game and it alternates – with Stillwater, then OU at Texas is never in Norman. So you're left with ho-hum teams, unless it's a big non-con like Ohio State or Notre Dame, which is That's not it. very often.
0: Yep. Schedule. Schedule. That's and it. And you know That's
1: what? With, with Ohio State and Notre Dame, too, is you never really had a chance to get loud and crazy in that Ohio State game. I mean, Mixon had that kickoff return for a touchdown, but he kind of got smoked in that game. And the Notre Dame game, it was close throughout until the end when Notre Dame blew it open. But, like, your most recent two biggest non-conference games, you lost, you know. So you didn't have the chance for some amazing memories with that atmosphere like you did some of those other games before it.
0: This is crazy. Um, Ole Miss was up at halftime 17-14. At the end of the third quarter – it was tied 24 24, and Alabama, uh, what they, they must have kicked two field goals. They kicked a field goal with 11 19, so they were up three, and then they kicked a, another one to go up six at 223. How in the world could that game be sleepy? It was um, within 10 points know. the entire time. Most of the time, it was either tied or within like three.
1: Well, maybe like you said, the tailgating is so good out there that everyone left when Jeez. it was tied at uh, halftime.
0: Alcohol you know? is a downer. Maybe they, you know, drunk themselves into a, you know, a coma or something, to where they're they're not cheering on the game. That seems like a game that would would have had their best atmosphere they've had in a long time. Number nine Alabama at number eleven Ole Miss. Are you kidding me? That should have been the game of – that should have been the best atmosphere that stadium's ever seen.
1: So um, they've got to sell beer in all these stadiums, right, with that being said? Yeah. I think I saw last week that Kentucky is – was it Kentucky maybe that approved selling alcohol in the stadium, to which I said, what? <laughs> then I have bourbon on the ready in that place? Seriously? I was under the
0: impression that Oklahoma was the last school in the country at no. any level to uh, make no. available –
1: Found that out the hard way last year, dude. <laughs> so did my buddy Mitch. They don't serve alcohol at uh, Nebraska games, which we did not find that out until we're about 50 feet away from Memorial Stadium and said, What? Seriously? What? Nebraska? You guys you guys got people pedaling up in bike bars to the football game. I've never seen that before. Out of all the places I've ever uh, seen a game at, I've never seen people pedal up at a bike bar to which they were yelling, Huskers by ninety. That didn't work out well. But they don't serve it inside. That still baffles me. Missed opportunity what? by Nebraska.
0: And I you guys know need they to sell. Watching that team. I know they sell booze in there for concerts because what was it? Was it the Garth Brooks concert there a couple of years ago where they released like the beer sales and what? How many beers of each brand they sold? Bush was the number one by yes. a mile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. Yes, so uh, that's weird,
0: right? In that, that like, yeah, it is. It's so weird. They that need you drink.
1: S- have to drink. Have Have you not, dude? They serve they They play bad football for two decades, and they serve those nasty. Uh, what are those beef and cabbage sandwiches that I tried? That was awful. They They need <laughs> to serve alcohol in there. Come on, it's the least they could do.
0: <laughs> it wasn't good. The beef. Yeah, it's no, called something the weird. No, the runza, runza is what yeah, it yeah. was.
1: I did not enjoy the the, the Runza there at Memorial Stadium. Uh, text text line's popping off right now. 405, Teddy, what's the loudest environment or game that you ever played in? I'm referring to college, uh, not any NFL games.
0: On the road, A&M in Kansas State, at home. Uh, Bedlam 03? Nebraska. Kansas State, 02. Was that 02 or 01? Oh, one. Oh, 01. 01. And then Oklahoma State, 03. So those are the three three home games. K State, AM on the road. Let's see. Another road game that was really loud. Alabama was pretty good that year. Pretty loud in 03
1: on the yeah, road. Yeah, for, for about 15 seconds because. You guys just got shut down on third down. They're back in the game, more so than they've ever been the entire game. You guys are backed up, about to punt it away. That place is loud. And then you roll with the fake punt for the first down. Next play, deep ball to Brandon Jones. And then that place got quiet right after. So, yeah, it got loud there for about 30 seconds until the fake punt happened.
0: Yeah. That's prob- those are the ones that come to mind.
1: I'm trying to think of else. something else. Text line is saying 0-2 against Alabama when uh, yeah, Ronaldo works broke that long yes. run uh, that helped win. Yeah, that was that was pretty loud. That was yes, because
0: we, we, uh, we were at a point about to absolutely run them out of the stadium. It wasn't even close. And then we just kept making mistakes, kept making mistakes, let them back in it. They took the lead. It's like, oh, my God, are we really going to lose this football game? And then that crazy play by Ronaldo, that was awesome.
1: You you know what? And and that's what's cool, before we hit a break, about the SEC schedule and how I look at it is, you know, I look at this year's home schedule and, dude, like, I don't see any opportunity for a legendary home game that we're talking about for 30 years, you know? But if OU were to beat Alabama in 2024, Teddy, like, that's going to be a home game that we will talk about for 30 years. If that's your first SEC home game, and you beat those guys. Regardless mm-hmm. of Saban and Alabama won the title this year, like that's what's so fun about it is you look and say, "There's opportunities everywhere to have a home game that you're going to talk about for multiple decades," and you haven't had that.
0: I'm going to tell you something that is surely going to really upset you. Uh, maybe I've told you this before, but after that game, mm-hmm. after that play by that run by Ronaldo. That's the first time I ever heard Sooner
1: Magic. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Your third year on campus. Third year on campus. And and everyone was saying Sooner Magic in 2000. The Torrance Marshall pick six for a touchdown. Coming back from 14-0. I mean, all the Sooner Magic that happened that year. The 2001 game, Sooner Magic then, but... We heard it in the non-conference portion of the schedule in 2002. My God,
0: yeah. my roommate Get a bread, said it. Please. He said, God. he said like that was, that uh, was uh, that's what you call sooner. Magic. You didn't magic. deserve that like,
1: career. I'm gonna say it. You didn't deserve that career.
0: It was like sooner magic. What do you what is that? He's like, what do you mean? What is that? <laughs> You've been living on the moon for you know the last 18 God. years.
1: I don't know why you choose to hurt me this way, but you have. <laughs> God that just bothers right. me so much
0: quick timeout. more from the rush coming up we'll wrap things up next stay with us
1: this is the ref sports radio network final segment of the day we're wrapping it up sooner station in westwood golf right here in norman thankfully we're about to get out in three minutes since teddy uh Really disappointed all of us last segment not knowing about Sooner Magic until 2002. This text from the 918 Sorry. says Teddy probably never heard Boomer Sooner until Coach Stoop started talking on the radio show. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. After that, what I heard last segment, I wouldn't doubt it, man.
0: Not true. You know, first time I heard it was the uh, first time I attended a home game at the University of Oklahoma. Okay.
1: Hey, you know I did who I'm, Jeff? You know who I'm jealous of? I am jealous of Pierce, who's done a great job with us today. And I'm not sure when Pierce graduates. So maybe he graduates before 24. But dude, as a fan growing up, imagine just being a student and traveling to road games in the SEC. Oh my God, what a gift that would be! Pierce, it's gonna be crazy. I've got you're only, a lucky man. I've only got one year left, so I'll be leaving oh. before the SEC days. Oh, no. Mm. Well, you're going to have to fail this year and retake classes. Yeah, I could to take a victory lap. Yeah, I might as well. <laughs> People hang around for that long. I'm serious. Yeah, what's the, uh, the, rush, the, the man? The, the kids the that get to experience life? the uh, first round of the SEC as students, that's going to be pretty amazing. You need to go back to school. Billy Madison yeah. style. I don't know. Well, do students typically travel to road games? Yeah. Uh, Pierce, that's still a thing. You guys will pile into a car and go to a road game, right? Um, I'm not really sure. Personally, I've been the producer of a show uh, that's live from Norman on Saturday mornings, so I've never really got the chance to do that. Well, I'm just huh. going to believe that OU students do, in fact, pile into a car. Now, they may show <laughs> up late and leave in the third quarter like they do at home games, Teddy, but I'm going to believe that yeah. they actually they, they do that.
0: Yeah, well, there's going to be some good ones coming up, and frankly, there's going to be good ones every single year. It's, it's, that's the great thing is it's going to be every single year there's going to be really fun road trips, especially for the first four years, going to be going to a lot of places we've never been. So going to be cool. we got to win the Big 12 this year, though. I know we've been talking yeah. about it a lot. It's really exciting, but we got to go win it this year and then spike the Big 12 trophy off of the uh, podium up there. We don't need it anymore. Destroy it right there on the field and then be done with it. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line today. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Let's all go have a nice cold Pacifico. We'll see you.
1: Up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T Row in the Morning Show with Toby and TJ Perry on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The